All right, it's a rolling. low balcony stadium, so we're rolling. That's why you probably can't see. Will you leave Jameis alone? We'll get there. We'll get. He's to like it. Matt Murdock. We'll get to it. Welcome to the Loud Sports Podcast. Have you watched Podcast. Daredevil? Do you get that reference? No. You're why it got canceled. This show is brought to you by Loud and Opinionated. I'm I'm definitely not. Anyway, intro this stupid show. <laughs> Loud Sports Podcast. Welcome to it for the week of Valentine's Day in February. I'm Paul Rubidoux with Jake Williams here yeah. and Brandon Plecker. Hey guys. And we're going to start with uh, some awesome XFL recap. But before we do the individual games, there was a lot of positive recap. Uh, basically, is what I was seeing all over Twitter and Facebook was this was a very positive reaction from a large group of football fans way more than the AAF what do you guys think it actually ended up being a lot better than I could have imagined uh mostly because <laughs> okay gloat gloat take a lap Jake uh well some some numbers I, I originally had on here but I took off uh but uh first the game between the DC defenders and the Seattle Dragons, the first game of the weekend, brought in 3.3 million viewers for ABC. Uh, all the ticket sales that the ticket sales from all four games outsold AAF in its entirety. Just That's one crazy. game. Because I went, I went to the AAF one yeah. time, and the first week of ticket sales here dwarfed their season. I would, I will say the 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 one thing that I don't like. Is the fact that the Guardians played at MetLife and the Buccaneers, the Buccaneers, the Vipers are going to play at the Buccaneers Stadium, in Raymond James. I don't like that they're playing at NFL stadiums because it doesn't look as good unless you scrunch it. Because they're they're only selling tickets to the lower bowl for those, so they can scrunch people in. When they play at soccer stadiums, it looks great because I think the DC Defenders, the average was like. 17,000 people. Oh, DC's vibing already for this team. Right. Oh yeah, yeah, that was that place was was rocking. It was Houston, that was a that Houston's was a cool going environment. nuts. Now see Houston plays at the University of Houston stadium, but it's a smaller school so it's a smaller stadium. But we knew that both of the Texas teams would show up well. With yep. I mean the defenders fr from the get-go, the game was great because you could hear fans MVP. which you couldn't hear at any AAF game. The fans were a non-entity. Yeah. But we heard them booing their home team in game one like a soccer team and then chanting MVP for After two plays for Cardale Jones. Wow. I mean, I think that the, I mean, DC had a, had a great showing. Uh, the guardians had a, a good Did showing. you know that tickets to a defenders game are more than a Redskins game by the, by the end of the season? Um, wow. Well, that's probably because you can get upper deck for, <laughs> Seven dollars to a Redskins game. Well, that's also the thing too. I They're think practically paying you to go to Redskins. I games. think the reason Dan Snyder will never pay you to go to. <laughs> I think Skins the reason game. they were chanting MVP and they were very excited because they actually have good football, where the Redskins were garbage, and uh, I think that they were very excited about it. And well, it's all about stepping to where you're needed. It's the same thing why San Antonio flourished in the AAF, yeah. why they put a team in St. Louis for the XFL. 
I mean, find these places, which is why Tampa kind of was kind of a sore thumb place for me. And Seattle were kind of weird, but I think it works for we'll those see. as well. Um, I understand where you're coming from, but you could say the same thing about New York. But then again, the Gi- the Giants and the Jets have been terrible for so long, and the Knicks, maybe not the Nets, but uh, <laughs> I know I'm talking about basketball. But still, uh, I I truly do mean that I it was better than I expected it was going to be. I was very happy with how the rules were implemented. I was very impressed by the talent. And just overall gameplay of it, I, I think, went way better than I ever anticipated. And it was nice to see the reaction on Twitter. Like, people are into it. People really liked it. And mm-hmm. that's good. It's a good thing. And, and if, the, if, the, if, the, if the can't talk. If the NFL is smart, they will understand what Oliver Luck said. I listened to an interview he did. He said, we want to be a complimentary league. We're not trying to compete. We're going to be in the spring. We're going to stay small. We want to compliment. And I know that people would be like, well, they have a, and I've said it myself about the AAF, why it collapsed. They have a free developmental league. It's college. But this is a good opportunity to still develop those college players and give players a second chance. Except for Aaron Murray, I'm done with you. Quentin Flowers, you're starting. I like the idea of an older talent pool than, you know, the mm. free development league of I college. Mean, look at look at the G League. Look at the talent in the G League for the NBA. And and you can have that with the XFL. Right. So what I want to talk about next is what one thing did it take you a second to really figure out and learn? For me, I put it on here, it was when well, the first time I realized that you can constantly hear the coach's communication. It kind of threw me off. Um especially with uh, Jim Zorn, the Seattle coach. Man, what a lifeless guy for yeah. a football coach. I, that's the, I was I don't like, think, he, I don't think he I didn't like show up well. Quarterback. No, because you're getting cussed out in real time in your helmet saying he's open, he's open, damn it. Yeah, but like, but that's, that's what I'm thinking. You're trying to process all this information as quick as you can, and there's somebody talking to you at the same time. Like, I feel like that would be really difficult to do as a quarterback. Right. Brandon, what, what kind of took you a moment to – understand with the changes that the XFL had well I don't know if I guess difficult to understand but I don't think I necessarily love the interviews mid oh no drive come on those are hot I don't I don't love them I doesn't they come up and ask the kicker what what he did to miss the kick like it can cause a problem because of the pace of the game the game is so much faster that it can cause issues too when you're like I I just want to watch the game it wasn't my favorite thing. But it is demoralizing. You saw the, <laughs> hey, you missed the, kick. the first two, inst- almost, I, it might have been the first two instances of immediate player interviews were negatives. And so, yeah, we had the mixed kick, which was a 35-yarder, which you immediately think in your head, PFT could have made that. That's, <laughs> I tweeted that. And a bunch of other people tweeted it too. Um, but then the second one was Cardale Jones after he fumbled at, at the end of their drive. And it, you have to run up to him and say, hey, what happened? What were you thinking out there? Well, I I, I dropped the ball. Yeah. <laughs> and, and he goes, it was a read. You I, saw I was going to keep it. I and did like your tweet about that. He handled it he well. He handled it very well, which the Seattle center did not handle it as well, dropping the F-bomb maybe earlier than the over-under was for these interviews on ABC. But um, I like the interviews. I think that... Maybe if they did more coach interviews, it might be a little easier on players and the interviewer. 
I'm kind of against the live mic on the coach because then you're just giving an advantage again to the other team. He and the commentator were talking over each other too much. You know what I mean? Yeah, but with the live mic with the coach, you could figure out what play he's running. You know what their playbook is if you're going to play them next week. I think there's a little bit – I feel like – But they all do. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's what's weird about it because everybody's going to do it. Yeah. Uh, I love – I I do don't – I think the player interviews are better and the live mics and the players are better than the coaches because coaches are boring as hell. Unless they're screaming at you, they're boring. Pep Hamilton, great example on that trick play. Did you hear the audio when they played it? He goes, oh, he's open. That's it. All right, let's go for one. Like, it's just all business. Like, none of them are, like, over. And you want that in a coach, obviously. Well, I mean. But TV, that doesn't make good TV. The NFL can't even get 32 fiery coaches. (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Um, I mean, I wish we had Mike Tomlin or Pete Carroll mic'd up, or even Matt LaFleur, who the camera can't go to without catching him cursing. <laughs> always F-bomb. Uh, I got I to gotta say, and usually I don't call out other uh, people, but why is Marcus Wiley and Jason Witten on my – why do they have jobs? Mm. They're terrible. Because Marcus Wiley is like, it wasn't real enough. They weren't – like, there wasn't, like, profanity and stuff because it's a live mic. They can't be themselves and be – I'm like – Okay, so let's just let's just do that. Let's just air that, and then have all these super, like, which you always get with this stuff. These like crazy people are like, I'm trying to watch the game with my kids, and you're swearing and all this stuff, despite the fact with FCC regulations. Shut up, Marcus Wiley. You think the Earth's flat? I'm done with you. Does he really? Yes. Wow. They were trashing. They were kind of trashing. Uh, Whitlock was trashing the XFL. I saw his. Well, these, you're talking about people whose jobs it is to trash something. It just, I mean, it, they need something to talk about. It just shows more and more that those two should not have a job, and I'm a little upset with Fox for employing them. What did we think <laughs> about the extra points? Loved because it. the XFL had a tweet with the shush emoji that then said, um, 17 points is a two-possession game. Yeah. I like that. And then the Tampa Bay Vipers account tweeted it back. Also, who's in char- whoever's in charge of any of these social media accounts – for the teams or the league itself, you guys are great at your job. Bravo. Because – Brava. Because, <laughs> first of all, the XFL official account was just tweeting memes all day Friday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. And then Dallas, the, the Renegades, tweeted because XFL on Fox were like undefeated. This is the only time this will happen. And all eight teams is like undefeated teams left that they do every – like for college football and stuff. And the Dallas Renegades quote tweeted it and said, here, St. Louis, share this while it's still relevant for you. Ooh. Ouch. And then you hate You're to, roasted you hate to by see the it. league. Yeah, no, the Renegades. Oh. <laughs> the team that played the Battlehawks, mm-hmm. and the Battlehawks beat them, and it's like, you hate to see it. You hate to but see I it. But I love that. They're trash-talking on Twitter. There's just so much to like about this league already. Embracing the, vi- uh, you know, how it can go viral. Right. And I think the talent on the field will be, I th- honestly, will be enough to get people to come back week two and three and four. And that's what, again, Oliver Luck, that was his big takeaway as commissioner. He said, the thing that I'm focused about the most is how the game moves and how the game plays. That's the thing that they're most concerned about. Yes, they obviously care about attendance, but they know that they're not – they're honest. They're like, we know we're not going to get big numbers attendance-wise. That's why we have to do our best on TV – and now we have to do our best with the gameplay because that's what's going to get people to come back. Uh, I also it took me a minute to adjust to the time because I knew it was a running clock, but I didn't realize it did stop 
but it was literally for him to just set the ball, and then once right, he set it, yeah. it started back up again. So it's still mo- like the. F- I was surprised at how fast those games move. I was like, "Oh, we're already almost to halftime, and only been watching an hour." Take notes, NFL and college football. Your games are too long. I don't have time for four and a half hours to watch Nebraska lose. Okay. <laughs> now for the games themselves. The first one we had DC Defenders 31-19 over the Seattle Dragons. What did better, you guys see? Better game than the score. Yeah. I I think. Yeah, ending the first half on a 55-yard kick. The same guy that got interviewed. Yeah, and then she came back and she said I, pro- I, t- I told you I'd interview you after you made one too. And he goes, "Yep, you did." Did you see the <laughs> that one? That was kind of it. <laughs> did you see the one when uh Pat McAfee almost got Troy Aikman killed? <laughs> did you hear about that? No. He was doing the Dallas uh, McAfee's doing the Dallas game, and there's a play coming to the sideline, and he's interviewing Troy Aikman, and he's like, "Oh God, oh move Troy, move Troy!" <laughs> like there's a play coming, and almost hits both of them, and he's like, "I'm sorry, I almost got you killed. I'm sorry, I'm sorry." And then uh, also, Marquez uh, King, yeah, had the greatest punt I've ever seen, the greatest punt ruined. of all time. And the best thing about that was they had McAfee on the mic going, "Oh look at that, look at," and then the guy hits, and he's like, "What are you doing?" What is he doing? Like, he was screaming about it, but apparently that player thought he touched it. But um, I thought it was a good game. Great way to start the, the league. Thank God the Vipers and Guardians didn't start. the se- start. Yeah. I, I'm, as, as, the, as the Seattle Dragons fan here, I'm going to say I'm, I'm the temporary Dragons fan. Temporary? For this season because I was unaware that their quarterback, Jake, XFL expert Jake, did not make me aware that the quarterback of the Seattle Dragons was part of the Memphis Express I, quarterback uh, room, the worst quarterback roll, room in the history of professional football. Roll the tape. See, yeah, that's I was so I'm unimpressed gonna, by. So I'm gonna hold up my hand well. and say I get a mulligan because no, 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 I will run, not stick with that quarterback. Run the tape. Run the tape because I said in the, the second ever, might have been the first. One of the first two ones ever did. I told you that Brandon Silvers was the quarterback. I told you. Like, I know that he was the guy that couldn't even beat out Johnny Manziel in Memphis. He was like the fourth quarterback in their four weeks. Yeah, he was the starter for the final two games, I think it was. At least your quarterback threw a touchdown. You know. My quarterback threw two picks. We're going to table Paul's fandom until the season. Objectively looking at the league here. Oh, my God. Enjoying spring football. Buy an XFL hat and be like freaking Rob Lowe. I will. I will. That sounds outstanding. <laughs> he picked St. Louis last week. At least he's got a winner. Yeah, Brandon. He committed last week. Brandon, what did you see from your team? I didn't watch the game, so I don't. I didn't watch on Sunday. I watched on Saturday. I was very impressed with with DC. I, I think DC looks really good. DC looks like they have an identity yeah. and their defense. Especially because they came into the locker room, you heard that, you know. Yeah, I think I think I thought DC looked really good. I think having Cardell Jones as their quarterback, I think he looks like probably the best quarterback out of all the XFL quarterbacks. You can see you can see why guys are in this league cuz they miss some miss some throws that they shouldn't miss. Mm. But you see Cardell Jones can make throws that none of these other guys can make and that that's where I see the difference. Where this guy has the arm talent, Still got a yeah. and then the defenders post a, a a graphic that says Cardale Jones still undefeated since high school. Yeah. He's, <laughs> he really is. He's fifteen and zero at this point. I, I mean, think. yeah, I I thought DC looked really good. Houston looked 
Houston looked really good too. PJ Walker night game. looked real good. We yeah. knew that was going to happen. There's a reason why in my power rankings I have Houston number one. They look far more advanced than any of the teams right now. June Jones has got something cooking, so uh, that's exciting. I, I again, I, I think this is a great way to start the league because it was a very competitive game, and I think Seattle is probably a pick six away from winning that game. I, I, but D- DC's. Biggest surprise for me was their defense. Their defense looked really good. The defenders? The Yes, the defenders' defenders mm-hmm. <laughs> looked really good. Uh, on the flip side of that, uh, Austin Pohl, I think? Pohl? I don't know. Pohl. Pohl. Yeah, I believe. That dude looked good, too. Like He caught a pass and scored a touchdown. And there are times in the moment I'm like, well, this is why they're in the XFL. Because <laughs> he got a pass. I was like, that shouldn't have been a touchdown. Yeah, Seattle is like, he just some poor sh- tackling. Yeah. Yeah, yep. Seattle looks like the team that's going to be the most gimmick play-based lot of end arounds um screens to receivers that you think can beat people with speed when are we gonna get a double pass we didn't see a double we didn't pass. get a double forward pass that's right we had the double reverse touchdown pass, yeah the, so. yeah that was that was beautiful mostly because uh i love steve levy he was he's, they actually had and that's the thing too this was a good job and this is why vince mcmahon is such a good businessman because he was able to let he took the wwe and leverage the WWE with Fox to be like, I'll give you, I want SmackDown, I want all this stuff, you give me all this money, but I'm going to leverage in <laughs> my XFL stuff. And they actually get guys like Joel Klatt and uh, Greg Olson, who I thought did a good job, who's clearly, yeah, he's making plans after football, because as we said, he's not coming back to the Panthers. But I, I think there's like legitimate broadcasting behind it. It, it looked miles better than the AAF. My, it looked like a legitimate professional football league. And, uh, yeah, I love Steve Levy. I love Pat McAfee. I love Greg Olson, even though my team sucks. Yeah, let's let's move on to that Sunday. Why are we going right to that? Why can't we talk about the Roughnecks? <laughs> I mean, we talked about the Roughnecks. The dude puked on the field. Did you see that? Yeah, yes, I did. That's, that was immediately went viral. He had a response to that. He said the reason he puked was he was so excited and was running down the field, but he just chugged a cup of Gatorade <laughs> before they went out there. And so uh, the Gatorade came back up. Yeah, that's why it looked like a weird, weird orange, orange color. Yeah, yeah, beautiful though. He kept playing. He was like, all right. It's the only way to go. Should have been a false start. <laughs> <laughs> Did you uh, fall because he flinched? <laughs> Did you play football in high school? Yes. Did you ever see anybody ever puke on the field? Not in a game, no. No, I never saw it either. I've been puked a lot in practice. Yeah, I've seen definitely seen it in practice. Not, not never in a game, game though. And I saw people puke, not before cross country meets, but definitely after. Oh yeah, <laughs> I could see that. I hate running. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, here's hey, I mean, playing your guts out, look like, at him go. Yeah, well, I'm just saying we already kind of touched on it, but uh, Los <laughs> Angeles looks like By the, the way, other. NFL, Los Angeles teams, forgettable Yeah, the, within the league. L.A. and Tampa are definitely yeah. in the bottom two right now. So Tampa. But before we get there, L.A., <laughs> LA 20-point loss, fired their defensive coordinator already. One game into the season. Hey, they they're not playing. That's so brutal. You I, get, oh. you get, not only, think about it this way. It's not only the players are getting a second chance. It's coaches. And you give this guy a job, and it's like, well, well he blew it. You blew one game. He left one his game? he left his job at a college to move out, to move his family out to L.A. I saw a tweet about like how extremely personally brutal it was. Yeah. I mean, That's the awful. guy probably lost his job based on the fact that he 
never covered the run. Did you see like the second touchdown of the game? Yeah, there's no one on the road. No the one on the entire right side of the field. You got to see the screen there. You got to see that. I mean, you, you f- hate to see yeah. it. You hate to see a guy that wide open. Well, you hate to see a guy lose his job. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, Vipers. I'm, I'm belaboring the point. Uh, the Vipers. I don't know what. Snake I, bitten. Shut up. I got. Uh, <laughs> I got. I'm. I'm starting to worry that I got the. One of the CFL Mark Tressman, and I feel like I might be getting the Chicago Bears Mark Tressman. <laughs> Very bad Mark Tressman, which I don't know if there is a good Mark Tressman. And, uh, you know, if you really want to get my feelings. Not a leader of men. If you want to get my real feelings of the game, watch uh, XFL foreplay. Where, uh, Outstanding production. Yeah. <laughs> Hello, darkness. For week one. Yeah, it's exciting. That's also another thing I want to point out. Um, because we're spending so much time talking about the XFL, no XFL expert this week on the show. And it might not be that going forward because I feel like most of that's going to be on. We'll have the foreplay, and then That'll we'll have the recap. Yeah, so there's yeah. It's, 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 it's we'll, st- we'll have a lot of XFL coverage yeah, throughout the week. Too much. But Vipers, I think – but this is the most frustrating thing. They had the most offensive yards of anybody in the league. Maybe – I think the only thing they, that maybe – I remember that correctly. I think Houston might have more. Uh, they had a guy that had 125 yards receiving, and they outgained the Guardians – but they just couldn't get it done in the red zone. They, they Too many turnovers, couldn't get it done in the red zone, and I think they, ma- they realized in the second half they should have been playing Quentin Flowers because w- whenever he was in, the offense had a spark. Um, I think there's a lot of talent there, and I don't think uh, – You know they need? Taysom Hill. <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater, somebody from the Saints, I don't know. I'm waiting for Jameis to go on his full redemption arc and play for a different Tampa Bay team. Oh, yes. Stephon Marbury in the Chinese Basketball Association style. We got Jameis just throwing bombs as a 45-year-old. <laughs> just Im- immobile. Immobile. <laughs> I can see it. And that's another thing, too. Tampa Bay, you can, you can change the league, you can change the name, but you can't take the Tampa Bay out of the football team. It's just disappointing i i think it was rough i think if they if they can figure out who their quarterback is i on i hate to do that to aaron murray after just one game but he did not look good at all he he his first interception it's week one yeah you, you were just defending this defensive coordinator from the last game i know now you're out here doing the same thing but i'm week not saying one. i'm not saying fire aaron murray i'm saying if quinton goes bench down, him bench him is the same thing is not it not the sa- not the same Lose because his job? he can still get his job back if he plays well could this defensive coordinator <laughs> no so it's different technically he can they can rehire him that's mm. true but i'm i'm it's different also uh i like that he quinton flowers is labeled as a quarterback running back so they will. They put him in a few times. With so it's the wildcat when he's in. Yeah, the, he's, so a, he's an ATH. Yeah, he's yeah, an athlete. He, yeah, wherever they need him, they kind of just plug him in. I like that. I, he's good. They he's should talented. have that designation. They do it. They, that's what they do for recruits. Yeah, for Ex- exactly. Yeah, so they should do that as. for the XFL. I think that was the big story. Oh, but I got to give props to uh, Matt McGloin in the Guardians. They played very well in the first half. Second half, they only scored on that scoop and score. So I, I'll Vipers defense stepped up. In the second half, and their offense didn't. But the XFL was right because they tweeted about that, and the Vipers quote tweeted it. And it said, true, where it said, 17 points is a two-possession two game. <laughs> and that was my optimism. 
And they got the field goal. I'm like, hey, hey. And then I scoop and score. And I'm like, it really was like my, the video. I was just like, whoa. <laughs> I thought. Hello, darkness, my old I friend. thought it's a new league. It's a new day. But Tampa Bay disappoints me again. Mm. I would have gone with Seattle. I love Seattle uniforms. I think they have the best uniforms. Heck, yeah. They look awesome. That dragon is sick. Emerald City with some color splashes. It's the dope. The white away uniforms. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we got St. Louis and Dallas. But I also want to say here, like halfway through the Dallas league. Dallas is similar to Tampa Bay. We Halfway through the season, we need to go through and say which NFL quarterback is going to make the jump first to be like, this is just where my second career will be. Because... There's, I got somebody in mind. Dak Prescott. I'll say that, but I got somebody in mind that I could see joining the XFL within season two or three of the XFL. Jameis. That is a current Marcus NFL Mariota. quarterback. Yeah. Be a good one. Mm-hmm. We'll see. We'll, we'll save it. We'll save it. Save it. Uh, Content. By the way, the Renegades very similar. I like their uniforms. I like the colors. I like what they did with it. I think if Landry Jones were in the game, it'd probably be different. I feel like. They moved the ball well, but they just kept kicking field goals. Right. You can't win football games that way. Especially when you got Jordan Tamu playing well. See, the the Battlehawks do have the single best celebration of the whole entire weekend. They're smashing seltzers, Stone Cold Steve Austin style. Yeah. One guy bit into the can to shotgun it. He didn't have like a key or a knife. He just straight up bit into it. And then the coach walks in. Oh, in the locker room. Yeah, I saw that video. (laughs) He was so shocked because that was the funny. It was the backup quarterbacks. It's a grown man locker room. The backup quarterbacks who did nothing were like, hey, man, let's smash some seltzers. That's the worst part. They weren't beers. They were seltzers. Which, have you had the Bud Light seltzers? They're gross. Hate them. Really? I have not had them. Ashley, how are the Bud Light seltzers? I'm a big claw guy, so. (laughs) Try one right now live on the We might have to. Yeah, you guys, I, I want to hear what Brandon thought from this game while I get a seltzer. Oh, it's in the fridge. I thought they were back there. What? Yeah, what did you uh, make of the Battle Hawks? Did you watch the highlights? Yeah, I saw they ran the ball pretty well. Looked like looked like they have a really good running game. I noticed, uh, I looked at the roster beforehand to see that they had, they seem to have the team with the most guys that I recognize names from. So I don't know. They have a couple of Husker players. They had They had more guys that I had recognized names from, and I think... If you can run the football, you can win win a lot of football games. Paul, grab me. No one. matter what league it is. Yeah. No BL seltzers. Yeah. Well, and that I think I, if there, if there wasn't a team in Tampa. Oh, they're probably over here by Brandon. I think. I think I moved them over here. Uh, if there wasn't a team in Tampa Bay, I'd probably go with the Battlehawks because they have Husker play. They had. Brandon Riley, who played for Nebraska, and they had DeMornay Pearsonnel. I said, grab me one. They had DeMornay Pearsonnel. What flavor? I don't care. No, give me black cherry. Just give me the. <laughs> <laughs> also, how great is that that Bud Light <laughs> Seltzer immediately jumped into that? Like, oh, it's the Bud Light Seltzer. Uh, oh, you did give me black cherry. I love you. Uh, are you getting a glass? Yeah, oh, left, far left. Far left. Great content, guys. <laughs> but I think at the end of the day, it is disappointing to see Bob Stoops, his first professional football game coaching, he loses. Uh, and I and I truly think that Landry Jones would have been a good choice to have in. Like, granted, they couldn't do it because he's injured. Looks like he's going to be back this week. Thanks, buddy. Uh, but I think he is 
what is what really makes that offense tick, and I think that's why they ended up just kicking field goals. Uh, side note, Eric Dungy will also miss this week because he's announced on Twitter, he said, thank you very much to Coach Stoops for understanding my situation. He had some sort of family emergency, so Eric Dungy will not play, but they already picked up another quarterback, Brock Rogan? No, something weird. I don't know how to say his name, but... Brogan? Brogan, Brogan yes. Roback? Yeah, Brogan Roback. Brogan Roback, Brogan yeah. Roback. yeah. He's like the hero of the bros. Yeah, Brogan Roback just signed with the uh, Dallas Renegades. So he'll be your uh, backup quarterback. How about that? I got that one out of the blue. Good, good, yeah, good grab. I was like, Brogan, bro, bro back? Yeah. Um, overall, again, overall, I think that went about as well as you could imagine, probably better for an opening weekend. Great product. I yeah. love the transparency on replays and how freaking fast they were. Guy looks up, oh, yep, didn't have a catch. Not it. It didn't complete. No fumble. Give him the ball back. Boom. Done. We don't have to sit here and spend 20 minutes. Well, I don't know. Did this? Did he go over this little blade of grass? Was his foot touching the line? Like this stuff. We don't have to do it. Guy yeah, go. we don't need you, Mike Pereira. Also, no, it's Dean Blandino who's the uh, head of officiating for the XFL. Also, people pointed out on Twitter, he was switching cameras with an Xbox. No, I mean like the, the Fox guy, the analyst. We don't need that for the XFL. No, we got we got. Yeah, we got it. We, got oh, it. Uh, we don't need did you see that he analysts was navigating screens with an Xbox controller. Yeah, apparently I saw somebody tweet about that and said that's very common. That the NFL does that too, and they've been doing it for years. Apparently, just easy to use the controllers to navigate. The well, screens. the NFL has a deal with Microsoft, right? Right. So. The Surface tablets and all that. But great, great first weekend. I'm gonna take a victory lap because I think this has legs, and I they're in it for the long haul. Uh, they also said uh, two to three. They already, I think they're already funded for like two years, three years. Three years, yeah, they're good to go for three they're years. They're gonna lose. By the way, Vince McMahon is losing half a billion dollars on this right now. <laughs> right now, but it's, it's gonna be a great investment. investment. Okay, five hundred million dollars, but when the NFL subsidizes it for four billion. <laughs> yeah. You know. What are you talking about, Star Wars? And he Disney? gets and he gets two billion of that. You know, that is just his I money as bonuses. Or I don't whatever want that else. to happen. He's, he's going to make a I lot of money off of this. I know we've been talking about XFL for 30 minutes. But I wanted to know real quick, what was your favorite thing about the XFL? Well, it be it rule changes, be it the interviews, be it the kickoff. Like, kickoffs were awesome. I think that the NFL needs to do the XFL kickoffs. Those what cool. I liked most of all is that I would say how everything <laughs> you get in the poor. That's nice. <laughs> everything seemed so streamlined and catered to the attention span of the 21st century where we have this interview and now we have the kickoff and now we have the camera on the coach who you've been hearing this whole time and they did a good job. You know, the NFL has tried to do something with those 30-second commercials and the XFL, I think, did a very good job of we have something for you for every second of this football game which only has maybe, what, 20 minutes of live action? Yeah, it, it appeals to the ADD world we live in. Exactly. And it's always like, here's the thing, here's the thing. It, it's constantly moving. Brandon, what do you want to see, or did you see that what you liked? What was your favorite thing? My, f- my favorite rule change of the w- of this league is probably the the punt rule to where if it's a touchback on a punt, they get the ball to 35, which negates a lot of punts. Right. And you see a lot of teams, you see a lot of them go, from, go for it on fourth down once they're close to the 50-yard line. And I think that, they, that, yeah, there were a lot of that should help out scoring more points, but also just 
more pace of the game, you know, no punts. Just I, I, I like that rule a lot. That's a good point, Brandon. There's going to be more uh, do-or-die plays like that. We're going to see more fourth downs. We're going to see more three-point conversion attempts, two-point conversion attempts. There's more which, strategy. There's, which, which keeps you watching a play that you would not have been watching in the NFL. Right. Because that's they, what it is. Like the guy, Oliver Luck and all those guys sat down and said, "This play doesn't exist." In, like it's, I think it was like ninety some percent were touchbacks in the NFL, like every year it seems like. And they're like, "We want to," and he said, "He says we want to put the foot back in football, so we want kicks and we want." And there's so much strategy to this, and the rule of you can't move until the guy catches it. It's a great idea. I mean, they are, there was almost a couple of plays that were kickoff returns, and it's still exciting. And it's like, hey, also, if, you, uh, if, you, if the ball doesn't land between the 20 and the end zone, the team gets the ball on your 45. Yeah. So there's more pressure on kickers to – And they had to do one of the redos as well. Yeah. So, yeah, the D.C. defenders, at, um, they had the first huge play where that was on your 45. That well, was on a kick out of bounds. Well, it didn't he kicked it out of bounds until so they got it at the forty-five? That set up that fifty-five-yard field goal. And the and the same rule is it has to in the air. It has to cross the twenty. If it crosses the air on the ground, it doesn't count, uh, or it, it's a the illegal procedure penalty or whatever <laughs> they call it. But uh, yeah, my favorite thing I think was the immediate interviews. I loved how and th- that's this game is so intimate. The XFL makes it very intimate, and it's very – soon as a play happens, they talk to someone. They had a play during the Guardians game. The guy takes it back for a touchdown on the scoop and score, and the lady holds out the mic to interview him, and he goes, uh, yeah, it was great. I can't talk. Runs off to go celebrate with her teammates, and she's like, I, I did the best I could with that. And they mm-hmm. laugh about it. I was like, that just it's, – it's exciting. It's all – like you said, it's always moving, and I'm giddy, and I can't be more happy. I'm so glad I was right. Hashtag Jake was right. Hashtag XFL expert. The XFL expert. Feels good, man. Yeah, he was right. And from that, we have from XFL to NFL, we're going to do our that re- league? report cards. Yeah. Who? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't know this man. If I saw this man on the street, I wouldn't even recognize this man. <laughs> sorry Who to, won the Super Sorry Bowl? to this man. Who won the Super Bowl? <laughs> sorry to this league. Who's Roger Goodell? I don't even. Anyway. This is gonna be fun. I'm actually excited. So about this. we're we're gonna give grades A to F, A to F plus and minus, okay. based on what the expectation was for the team. So, you know, for example, Arizona, our first team up here, was five and ten and one, but I'm gonna give them a C Ooh. to C plus, based on what they got done for what they expected from the season, where a team like Chicago might be getting a lower grade than that because of what we thought they would be giving us this season compared to an 8-8 eight and eight record. Yeah, I was wondering, like, I was thinking that too, how, how we're going to do this. Is this, at, so this is based on... Whatever this, you want to base it on. Okay. Your grade. Yeah. This is All your right. expectation and I, your grade. I want to know if we team. had rules. And, like and everybody right there's each down because we'll differ. Yeah. We I, gotta know. I was I got it all I got all thirty two grades. I'm ready to go. Uh do you want to so you said C for Arizona? Yeah. C plus. Uh I said D. 
Um, because you know, how I'm basing my gradings are what I expected for them going into the season, and then you know what I saw on the field and where I think they're at. Um, I, I gotta say D. I, I know there's times when I've when granted I was probably trying to defend Jimmy G, Forty <laughs> ers uh, and I, I did think there were times when Arizona looked competitive and good for being a bad team. Um, but I just I can't give them anything more than a D just because, yes, they got some wins that I didn't expect, and they played really well, but they still – I don't see a lot w- with this future. I think Kyler can be a good quarterback, but I don't know if he's going to – I still think he's unproven. And I know that's hard to say because he's a rookie, but he's still unproven. And I can't believe Larry Fitzgerald is still back. I think he might be the only guy from the 2004 class. Has to be. Oh, 2004? Well, I mean, Big Ben. He was in that draft. Him and Big Ben, I think, are the only two left that are actually on a team because Eli retired and Phillip Rivers is gone. So They they still got him, but I don't know. David Johnson, is he coming back? I I don't know. D. I give him the D. Brandon, what did you see from the Cardinals this year? So I got them graded at a C minus. I mean, pretty similar to you guys. I ba- I'm basing my grades off of how you played. You can't get a very high grade if you're five and ten, but you get a C minus because I, I see potential, and I think you know you're growing. You no longer have the one, the number one overall pick, so you show that you're better than you were last year. And I think that's always you should get you should get rewarded for that in that aspect. If you're getting better, that's 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 the whole point. C's get degrees. Right. <laughs> I got. I'm harsh, man. I got a lot of D's <laughs> and a lot of C's on this these reports. Well, next up, these are alphabetical instead of by division. So we have Atlanta, the Falcons. Jake, do you want to go first? For I'm your giving Falcons them a grade? straight F. Uh, for one, the product on the field's garbage, and the fact that they didn't fire Dan Quinn absolutely gets you an F. I might have given them a C or a D plus. If they fired Dan Quinn, but the fact that he still has a job automatically gives you an F. Bad. Bad. F. F for Falcon. Uh, I have what Atlanta I have Atlanta at a C. C. They started out one and seven. They finished the season six and two. So I mean they st- once they figured out what to do, they You better fi- give Tampa a C then. So I have I have Atlanta as a C. I thought they 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 started to figure it out. I agree that they were probably I mean, did you think they were gonna go eleven and five this year? No, but I feel like they get an F for like. Granted, these are our own personal things, but my reason I said F is because Dan Quinn still has a job. That man should not have a job. That's an F. Yeah, but Brand- I respect your C because you do make a good point that uh, they did go six and two at the end. Of the yeah, year. So Bra- I respect that. Brandon. I get what you're saying about what they did to end the year, and that's impressive. But doesn't that show you what they should have been able to do in the first <laughs> yeah, half of the season? No, you're you're right. But when you lose, if you're losing games by just like the Chargers, they went from twelve and four to five and ten because they didn't win those one possession games. Right, it's the NFL. I mean, stuff that stuff happens all the time. It really does. But I I see the Falcons as having too much individual talent to have a sub five hundred season, and that's why I give them a D. Uh, you you need to show more with the talent that you have, especially on the offensive side of the ball with their receiving core and Julio deserves better. A top eight quarterback. In the NFL? When are they going to move on from him is what I want to know. Matt Ryan. Oh, he's got years, dude. He's like Stafford. He just oh, isn't. because he went to a Super Bowl three years ago. No, he's, he a, he's in a system that works well. It's pass-based. And, I mean, wh- who could you get on the market that's better than him with 
for what you could do. When has Matty Ice been Matty Ice the last few years? MVP season. Did he win MVP? Yeah, he has, he has an MVP. Oh, that's because he had Kyle Shanahan. That's why. <laughs> Kyle. Kyle oh. Shanahan, good enough to lose. Also, I, I mentioned it last week. I'm going to mention it again until it gets fixed. Kyle Shanahan needs to wear hats with logos that are appropriate, <laughs> proportional the right size to the hat because that drove me insane. I'm sorry. It just did. Uh, Brandon, you should, uh, he's going first, right? Yeah, Brandon, for the Baltimore Ravens, what would you think? I gave Baltimore a B plus. They had a great regular season, but I think you get docked in my book when you show up your first rem- first playoff game and you – look terrible yeah you're you're including postseason here. yeah i mean i i definitely uh, i'll uh share a little bit on my list there's only four a's on it all four of those teams made it to the, their respective championship games I playoff playoff wins are, are important in my book i mean that's that's where you get that's where you get your money so i gave away three a's yeah i i give baltimore b plus because they had a great season and lamar jackson had a great season and i think they're they're promising but you got to win in the playoffs. Yep. Especially when you're heavily favored like they were. I gave Baltimore an A+. Plus because, you know, in in pacing the league from an offensive standpoint and an innovative standpoint this season, they, I, they're 14-2 but virtually unstoppable in an NFL sense because who wins week to week? So One of their losses was the Super Bowl champion. Exactly. I and I definitely hear with what you're saying about the playoffs, Brandon, and that's a really good point um, about kind of a disappointing end to what we our expectation was. But I still see them as is pacing the league through the regular season, and that's why they'll get the the best grade for for this for this year from me with an A plus. Um, similar to what you said, but I would give them an A minus. Um. Because I agree with both of you. I agree that the fact that Lamar Jackson got MVP and had the year that he had says a lot about the coaching staff and what um, Jim Harbaugh was able to do. And and to to make Lamar an MVP, I think gives a lot deserves a lot of credit. They had a great uh, regular season, but exactly what you said, I think they get docked because they. Sh- I understand that Tennessee was riding high after beating the Patriots, but. You got to win those games at home, and they did not look good at all in that game. So I, I'm going to dock them. Normally, I'd probably give them an A plus, but I give them an A minus. Back to you, Paul. That's it for Baltimore on to Buffalo. The Bills also get an A, straight A from me. Hey. Yeah, you know, from expectations this season, uh, I saw a team that incrementally was better than the year before. Uh, they did very well given their schedule. And, you know, they, they played every game with a, with a level of competition that can't be said week in and week out for some of the other even playoff teams. Uh, I like what Buffalo did this year. You know, they, they surprised, us, surprised us, and then they stayed with us. You know, they didn't, they didn't regress like some other teams with hot starts. So I gave Buffalo an A. Um, I gave Buffalo a B. Uh, because I think <coughs> I think their defense was great all season. I think Josh Allen had a pretty good year, and I think he did fairly well. Uh, the reason I got a B is because I, I feel like this was the time, and, and now more so because Brady's leaving, but this should have been the time for them to take the reins of the AFC East, and uh, they just couldn't do it. And 
I can't forgive a blowing a 16-point lead on the ro- I mean, I get there on the road, but blowing that lead against Deshaun Watson and the Texans, I got to give him a B for that. They dominated that game, and then they just fell apart in the second half. Yeah, I got Buffalo at a B-plus as well for pretty much the same reasons as Baltimore. Making the playoffs is great, and they were a much improved team from last year. Josh Allen looked really good. Like but no, no playoff harsh. wins. There's, there's a, there's a ceiling in my book on, without a playoff win. So, mm-hmm. and that B plus. Yeah, Brandon and I are gonna be. Brandon is the real. You and I are gonna be harsh because I feel like you and I. He's, he's way more of a hardliner than I was for this year. I first page. I have three F's. <laughs> I don't have any F's. I on have the zero first F's. Page. Yeah. No F's. There's given. some. There's some. D pluses to minuses hey, all over the place. Hey, <laughs> hey Falcons, Dan Quinn saws a job. That automatically gives you an F in my book. That's a zero on that paper. How about Carolina? We had the Panthers here. Jake? Uh, I'm going to give him a D minus. Uh, I understand Cam was hurt, but Cam had lost, oh, man, what was that, like six straight, seven straight games as a starter anyway? Uh, they had kind of a, a resurgence with Kyle Allen, but then it kind of – the levy kind of broke, and that's what happens when you focus your offense on one guy. I think Christian McCaffrey is an extremely talented player, and I would say one, it seems like a great generational talent, but it's it's a lot to put on one, especially a running back. It's a lot to put on him, and I don't know. I, they just, yeah, D minus. Nothing really impressive. I guess I could have been – Nicer on my grade, but yeah, nothing really impressed me with Carolina this year, so I got to give him a D minus. Yeah, I got him at a D plus as well, I think, for a lot of the same reasons. I mean, their season was bad enough that they lost their head coach, they lost their middle linebacker, they're probably going to lose their starting quarterback. They don't have much of anything right now, except for Christian McCaffrey. And his season was very good, but it's probably a little bit stat padded by the fact that he's the only guy on that team. <laughs> He's not just – and that's the thing. He's not just running it. He's catching yeah, it, too. Yeah, so, so there's not a whole lot of positivity that came out of Carolina this year in my book. Yeah, I I have him with a C-. And that the, the positivity is mainly because you did have what an incredible all-purpose year from Christian McCaffrey. And there's something to be said for that with the quarterback turmoil that they were having, that defenses can key in on him and they still – find so many useful ways to utilize him. Um, I, you know, a lot of Carolina's problems were out of control of the coaching staff this year. And, and that's why, and they had the resurgence with Kyle Allen as well for a few games. I think he had a three game win streak this year. Four, I think. Four. Mm-hmm. But, um, so that's why I have them at a, a C minus. And now well, let's, let's, let's just trash the bears for a minute. Just, it, yeah, I'm two Packers fans. I love it. I, I love it. I want to see how low your grades are. Yeah, I got Chicago at a C minus. I mean, <laughs> you, still go, me. you still go eight and eight. Still got a good team in my book. Got to figure out your quarterback situation. That's why your grade is low. That's where you're at. They they have though. They have figured out their quarterback situation. Yeah. Ryan Pace says, and that's Mitchell fine. Trubisky will be the quarterback. Mitchell Trubisky year. can be the quarterback. He led them to a twelve and four season. I, I have no doubt that Mitchell Trubisky is serviceable enough to get the job done. But you got to make sure you get you, you use him the right way and not use him as a step back. You know, he's not Matt Stafford. 
you got to use them in the right way. Right. So, yeah, that's where you get you get a low grade. Like for Peyton that. Manning with Kubiak in Denver, you have to switch what you do to cater to what he can do best for you. Exactly. Yeah. And you saw, and you kind of saw that towards the end of the season where they let him use his athleticism is probably his best trait, and they need to, they need to use that for them to reach their full potential because they have a they have a very high ceiling with that defense. Yeah, they do have a high ceiling and that's that might be part of why I gave them a D for this season. Um they they were at 8 and 8, but maybe I'm just basing this a lot off of the 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 summer hubris of Bears Twitter <laughs> that thought they were going 13 and 3 into the NFC Championship game. Yeah. But that's cute. They didn't and and the, the now, what the Bears did wrong, I think, stems more from coaching than any type of playing issues that they had, where they didn't utilize the runners correctly, and and then the passing game really should have featured Allen Robinson more, in my opinion, and they just didn't accomplish enough on offense to be able to have their defense not have to win games. Their defense wasn't as dominant as it was last season. Right. But their offense took a big hit as well. So that's where you see the four loss or four four game difference but from two seasons ago to last year. Right. How about you, Jake? Uh yeah. And I think last year was a great example of what happens when you have a truly great defense. And uh yeah, 12 and 4 versus 8 and 8. Uh, I think injuries did affect that, but I gotta. G- I'm I'm agreeing with you, Paul. I'm giving Chicago a D, uh, just because it, while while there are c- you know cases to be made for injuries and all that, that could play a factor into it. But I don't really do that because it's it's perf- it's the NFL. It's next man up. I just think there were spurts where they looked like a good football team, and you know it is saying something for going eight and eight, but. Eight and eight's definitely not gonna cut it in the <laughs> NFC North, and I was just—they're just the Bears were just bleh. They were bland this year. They—they they almost seemed like they set their own ceiling. And the you fact, know what I mean? The fact that Chase Daniel was almost in a quarterback battle with Mitch Trubinsky says a lot about Mitch Trubinsky. Sure, he—you know—the argument can be made that you know he can do whatever needs to be done to get twelve and four, but he definitely didn't do this do it this year. So I gotta give him a D. We're on to Cincinnati. The two and fourteen Cincinnati. I have it a D plus. Mm. Slightly higher grade than I gave Chicago. And they did a lot of things bad this year, but they did things bad with conviction. You know, <laughs> own it. If you're gonna mess up, mess that's up at hundred percent. That's that's exactly that's why they're gonna get the D plus here is because Cincinnati, they did hit a point where they're like, okay, we are going for the top pick. Uh, shut down A.J. Green. Let Dalton do I don't even care if Dalton's on the field. We're we're going for a pick. Who's who's a high second rounder, you know? And that was you could tell their their that was their mindset after like week three. So D plus because it was yeah, it was it was it was an incredible tank job, but a tank job is still a tank. A tank. So D plus from me for the Bengals. I'm gonna give him an F. Um, I don't have much else to say. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I got him at a D as well. Two and fourteen. Not much to say about it. Wicked bad. <laughs> I mean, Man, I'm I'm interested to I'm interested to see 
how they play this number one pick. The state of Ohio is going to be very upset. Because I have, I have my own ideas for what they should do. I'm sure that that's not the same as what they're going to do. Ooh, that sounds hot. I like that. But so we'll save that. <laughs> Isolate that. We'll go for there. <laughs> D for Cincinnati. A D. Uh, it's the moment of truth, boys. Oh, Cleveland Browns. You know we have fraud of the week on this show. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say fraud of the season. Uh, Are you really going to... Is it really a fraud? Can, can I do this? Can I Can I do this? I'll let you take your victory lap. Thank you here, but Mr. Before, XFL. <laughs> before I do that, the Cleveland Browns, uh, and I hate... And, you know, it's amazing that I put them on the same level as the 2-14 and 14 Bengals, but they get an F. Because F for, for fire. This is a garbage fire. They are fire with a Y. Why? I'm I'm being honest, and one of my best friends, Derek, who helped build loud and opinionated. I want to get your opinion on this. Why on the uh, why at all would you ever hit your wagon to this absolute trash heap of an organization? This is a dis- this team shouldn't have been brought back. I wish they would have. Wow. S- they should have stayed dead, and this season proved it. F. Cleveland Browns, you disgust me. All right, uh, Brandon, get your Relegate in. them to the XFL. Relegate them to the XFL. I don't think the XFL would want them. <laughs> They're off our radar. Yeah, McMahon likes more control than that of his employees. Brandon, get get your take in on Cleveland before I really roll here. Derek's going to be so There's bad. not a lot to say about Cleveland. They get a D-. minus. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's pretty bad Derek's season. With unsaid explanation. Derek's yeah. going to be so pissed. I don't <laughs> think you need an explanation. So here's what I have for Cleveland this year. I have them at a D. Hold on, hold on. Oh, I can't do it with one hand. I had them at a, a D minus. D minus. D minus. Not an F. Not an F, not an F because they went 6-10, and ten and there's a lot of talent on the roster. They, they have one of the most singular talented players on defensive line who was gone for... Smashing a player with his own helmet. He got reinstated. You see he that? got reinstated. I think that's today. Yeah, I yeah, got, yeah. As we record this. Mm-hmm. But Cleveland's gonna get a D minus because Freddie Kitchen should have never been the head coach, and and from that point, your quarterback is maybe making decisions to stick with a guy that shouldn't be the guy. And not looking at the big picture here, you're getting reports that your two receivers, who are good friends, are going to other sidelines saying, come get me. It's a bad season. It's a really bad season. And they're only, what, one and a half losses behind what they were last season? But incremental difference. Yeah, they were seven, eight, and one. Incremental difference. A, a setback season for the Cleveland Browns. Dumpster fire of the year. Worst quarterback, Jameis Winston or Baker Mayfield? Um, depends on what exact thing we're looking at. Moving forward, I would say Baker for, for, from a youth standpoint. At least Tampa overcame his bad play. Get, Tampa had one more win. But compounded by those horrible progressive ads they kept playing all year, and apparently there's more <laughs> there were more Baker. loaded that they didn't get to because they didn't make the playoffs Baker. because progressive's plan was when Cleveland makes the playoffs to put more ads out. I got neighbors, man. I will say this, though. Uh, Baker, you should be reading a playbook and not a progressive script, man. You, you, are, you, are, you are a one-hit wonder, and your one-hit wonder was winning seven games. That is your ceiling as an organization. 
They didn't win a game before that. So seven was like, oh, my God, playoffs. They were trying. Super Bowl. You have Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. on your team, and you win six. And Miles Garrett. There's so much talent on this roster. That's why they get an F from me. Yeah. Move on. Bad year. I will say, though, they'll get the most talk about one of the lower-graded teams because it's so fun to dunk on them. Dallas Cowboys. Disgusting. Eight and eight. I have Dallas with a C minus here. C minus? And that is, you know, my grades are based off of expectation from incoming to the season. We we thought Dallas would at least be a favorite to their division. Would they have a lot of talent on the roster, you know? I thought they could have been a Super Bowl team. I thought Dallas was going to have a first round bye coming yeah. into the season. Yeah. And ending limping to 8 and 8. When you don't know who's going to get paid still and how much, and a disappointment from the Cowboys, a C minus. I give Dallas a D minus because losing to the Jets is inexcusable. Uh, going eight and eight when I easily could have saw, I could have seen the. I'm, I I'd have to pull up. This should have been an eleven win team, and I'm not even looking no, at their schedule. No, and I agree with Brandon. I I felt like they should have been a first round. Uh, bye. I really thought they were. You had you have Dak Prescott. You had Jason Witten coming back. You have Amari Cooper, Zeke, like all this talent. Uh, Sean Lee's a good one. He's still with them, right? Yeah, he's a good line. You never know because he's always on the sideline, <laughs> not in pads. Yeah, he's a, that's what I'm saying. It's like Luke Keekley. Mm-hmm. Get out now, Sean. Uh, Why you still have your brain? Uh, yeah, it, it, D minus. This this was ugly. Uh, at times, extremely laughable. Uh, I don't, yeah, D minus. Yeah, Dallas gets a big D from me. D for Dallas. Yeah. Uh, their offense was great. Their defense was not so great. And you're 8-8. Eight and eight. Highly disappointing season all the way around, really. That was, yeah. That was a great rhyme. The only. The offense was great. Defense was great. 8-8. Eight and eight. <laughs> is, that a, is that a haiku? I feel like it might be. I don't know. It's not an English major. 5-7-5? Yeah, that's all. <laughs> Dak Dak had a good season. He should get paid. Other than that, forty should he get paid forty? No, dude, they're getting Tom Brady. Did you see that rumor? Yeah, from Shannon Sharp and no one else. Ski up, <laughs> ski up. Yeah. yeah. So stop, stop right now. Shannon Sharp Rough. is a treasure. I follow him on Twitter. It's a great follow. Rough year from Dallas to Denver, Jake. D for Denver. A D for Denver. Yeah, they, I mean. Seven and nine. I, I should have given. I feel like I should have probably given him a C minus, uh, but it's just a D. I mean, they did. They did do a lot at second half of the season. The first half was a lot worse, but it's still. It's it's incredible how much can change for you because Denver was consistently playing New England to to be the kings of the AFC, and now they're. I would say, what, close to the bottom of the AFC West. Lucky for them, the, the Raiders and Chargers are so bad. But, yeah, it was a D. Uh, it, I, it probably should be a C, but I'm going with D. And, Brandon, what do you think of Denver this year? I gave Denver a B- minus for mainly for the fact that I think they found their starting quarterback. And that's always a positive. Yeah. I gotta give him credit though. He's got a lot of personality. I like him. Yeah, you know, I also gave Denver a B minus, and for the same reasons, 
what's your expectation? This this was definitely a rebuilding, regrouping year. I admit when I was wrong, I was wrong on this. Where it seems like they they were zero and three or zero and four, and Von Miller was saying very negative things after World games. Suck. Well, yeah, they, yeah. They started zero and three, and I Von Miller and. Uh, Bradley Chubb didn't have a sack this in the team, first three it games. Wasn't, it wasn't seven and nine, this team could have given up, and they didn't. They found the quarterback, and they seemed to really, you know, they leaned on the run game when they needed to in the middle of the season, and Denver could be a, 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 a Buffalo Bills of next season because they handled this year well enough. So B- minus to, to Denver from me. You made me look like a jerk. <laughs> That's okay. We'll I'd, differ I'd, on some more. I, I've said it as I as I said it. I was like, yeah, maybe that was a little too harsh. But the Detroit Lions. You're gonna love this one. Yeah. Actually, Brandon should go first, right? Because I, I I started with Denver. I gave Detroit a D minus. He went three and twelve. Hey, they didn't have their quarterback for half a season. Maybe still went less. three and twelve, and there was showed very little promise on both sides of the football. I mean, two of their first, two of their three wins were in the first three weeks of the season. Don't you talk about my brother Matt Patricia like that? That's all I got to say on Detroit. Did it look like yeah, Matt it wasn't Patricia a very good season. It, it's not a lot to say about Detroit. You know, they didn't really draft to address issues that would make the team better as a whole. They're they don't no, ever do that. No, they don't. They don't. <laughs> but the eighth overall pick on a tight end means you're just trying to. Help Matt Stafford later in his career than shore holes on your defense or anything else. So Detroit gets a big old D. I would give him an F. Oh, yeah. I give him an F, uh, even though they are a victim of conspiracy uh, several times. Look at primetime picks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I give him an F because of that. Because they don't – it just – it's un, it, I talk about Cleveland Brown being, Browns being – the worst managed NFL team, one of the worst. It's it's between Detroit, Washington, and Cleveland for some of the worst managed teams. And to and I understand uh, Hawk, you know Hawkinson's good, a, a good pick for any other team. For Detroit, it's a bad pick because of exactly what you said. They didn't they don't address the things that they need to, and because of that, poor Matt Stafford broke his back playing for this team. And they're trying to get him cleared. So they're, they're, they get an F for that. I expected more. Who am I kidding? I should probably give him a D. But they're an F because I feel bad for Pat Stafford. <laughs> and Pat Stafford. go, Pat, go. Here we are on to Green Bay. Season report card for the Packers. I have a B plus. Mm. And that's because... They they definitely exceeded expectations, but there were still things that weren't fully addressed that need to be before they're a serious contender. So a B plus because they did well with with room to improve. Jake, I'll give them a B. I I think that they did play. You know, they got to an NFC Championship. I don't know if I saw them going that far. Uh, but I think the big problem is when are you guys going to stop making excuses for Aaron Rodgers? He doesn't have enough weapons. Not today. He doesn't have an offensive line. But uh, I think the defense played well, but I feel like, and you guys have said this as well, I feel like they lived and died too much on turnovers and not enough on just getting stops. They were, they were 
a turnover-hungry defense, but they still got to the NFC Championship. They were still 13-3, and still had a good season. I know I like to talk trash uh, on you guys, you know, because it's, it's fun, but it's a B, B season to me. Yeah, I gave my first my first A. I gave him an A minus. Go pack, go. I gave him an A minus. Look Thir- at him. Thirteen and three. I roll emoji. NFC Championship game. You can't complain about that stuff. But they get an A minus for the same reasons Paul gave him a B plus. There's a lot of room to grow. They didn't play very well against some of the some of the best teams in the league. So, but definitely still a, a very good season. I don't think anyone saw him going thirteen and three. Yeah. No, I want you know you can't. Yeah, that's why I gave him a B. You can't take away from that. Thirteen and three, still a really good season. From Green Bay South down to Houston, Jake. Big old C for Houston because it's their average season, and I've seen this before. They won their division, they got into a wild card, and they lost the divisional round. Seen it, average C. What did you think, Brandon? I gave Houston a B plus because they finally won their playoff game. You're right, this is an average season for them, but they finally made it out of the wild card round. Not true. They won a couple of years ago. They beat the Raiders because they didn't have Derek Carr. <laughs> okay, they beat a team that was the four and twelve the next season. Good job. <laughs> anyway, so I gave them a B plus for the same reason. Baltimore, Buffalo, they all got the same. You lose in the division round. Pretty good season, but not not as good as it can be. Yeah. Should prob- I should probably dock them for blowing a 24-point I get, but it's the Chiefs. I get that, but, you know, I have them at a B, and after listening to Jake, I should have dropped them more. They should be at a C-plus season, and here's why I think so, because what I see from Houston is the problems that you had are still your problems year to year. Uh, there was another team in your division that outshined you in the playoffs, and you didn't win your division until two weeks to go, final week? Yeah, no, it was a... Yeah, because the Titans had to beat them to get into the playoffs. They weren't playing for the division. So I need a little more confidence and dominance from a team with a higher grade. Yeah, yeah, I just did that. Yeah, yeah, I liked it. I liked it, too. But I have them at a B. You're ever a coach. A a B with high expectation for next season is what I'm going to end that with for Houston. If I'm a coach, it's I just need you, we just need green grass and opportunity, and you come in with confidence and dominance. Yeah, I love it, man. That's how you do it. <laughs> confidence but not dominance. <laughs> Indianapolis. Brandon. I gave Indianapolis a B minus. I mean, seven and nine. Their starting quarterback literally quit on their team with two weeks before the regular season started. <laughs> and they yeah. ruined you for fantasy. Yeah. So the and fact, OJ. The fact that they uh, <laughs> stayed afloat is impressive. Mm-hmm. So I give them a B minus. I have Indianapolis at a C plus, and pretty much for the same thing. You know, they they stumbled through the first few weeks and were able to stay they, together. They beat the Super Bowl champion, and then they show, and then you know, Quentin Nelson just could is is a, is is worth a win. <laughs> he he. Throws back enough defenders to be worth win, one win on the season. Um, so I give them a C plus because they were really resilient and they have a really good core uh, on offense and defense. Indy is a team that I see competing in the next few years. So C plus. Uh, I give them a C. Uh, because Similar to what you said, I, I was surprised that they got – uh, seven and nine. I'm surprised they beat the Chiefs, um, and I think they played well, but it wasn't too much to make me like, wow, I can't believe you know 
this is an unbelievable season. So I give I give him a C because I feel like it's just right in the middle. It's not too big, too small. C. I can't wait to torch this next team. <laughs> Jacksonville. Big ol' F. An F. Because you gave away your best player. And granted, he didn't care and didn't want to be there. So And he just tweeted, Jalen Ramsey just tweeted this week, so glad to be where I am now or something <laughs> like that. Well, it's uh, it's the same reason I give Cleveland, almost the same reason I give Cleveland an F as well. I think the management of this team is bad. And it was glaringly obvious this season. I think... I joke about the Jalen Ramsey thing. It was the right move. They should have got rid of him because he clearly didn't want to be there, and he was bad for the locker room. But the fact that they uh, – I, I, I just don't – yeah, I got to give him an F because of the management. I think they were a horribly managed team. I feel bad for BDN because they paid him, and now he's going to probably be a backup to – again In Florida, darn. Again – yeah, I know. In Florida with, 80, what, $82 million – I, I but still I love I got a soft spot for him even though side note I got him I moved the Bills to Toronto Toronto Huskies shout out one Super Bowl with Big D Nick then the mother effer wouldn't resign <laughs> he literally I gave him a good de- I, I want I want to say I gave him like I only I tried to give him like forty eight mil and he said no so I had to go get Alex Smith oh. What a downgrade. And Kaepernick. And Kaepernick's so bad in that game that my rookie is even better than him. But still, sidetracked. But, uh, yeah, F for Jacksonville. I'm still mad at BD, BD Nick. I'm still mad at him. Oh, I won a Super Bowl, so I'm better than him. Yeah, Jacksonville, I gave them a C-. They don't have much. We're not sure where they're going from here. You thought, you know, it's been what? Two or three years since their AFC title game, and they I know are back yeah. on, back down here. Where who knows what's going on? So yeah, I had a, a C minus as well, Brandon, for the exact same thing. You fire your GM with two games to go, and you, you, what is the direction? You know where is the direction? So maybe they should have slightly a lower grade, but I had a C minus as well. And then to Kansas City next. Super Bowl champion. I feel like we might all have the same. Brandon, do you want to start this one? Probably all. Have yeah, the Kansas same. City gets an A plus, yeah. and you win the Super Bowl. Hands down, I think you get an A plus. Yeah, can't get any better. I had him an A. Just an A. a. Yeah, A plus. It was a good season, but you you gotta gotta beat Tennessee. The ending of that game showed a serious flaw to Kansas City which was not exploited in the playoffs, which is where if the game is close, if you have the ball at the end, you can beat Kansas City. If they have the ball at the end, they will beat you. Paul, they were down double digits every single game of the postseason, and they won every single game by double digits. Are you kidding me? I'm I'm not saying they weren't dominant at that point of the season, but they had to get there, and that's that's why they have an A. The Niners right where they wanted them, and they shouldn't. Okay. Three touchdowns in the fourth quarter. So you, of the have, Super an, Bowl. you have an A plus as well. Absolutely. Are you kidding me? Can't get any better than the Super Bowl. Right. Especially the way they won it. Do you see that catch? Uh, I could have just said C because that's pretty average for Kansas City at this point to be that good. Also, come on, Andy Reid. You gotta give him the A plus. Yeah. No, I, I was happy with for Andy Reid. Gave him an A. I'm gonna eat a double cheeseburger. I love him. Never change, Andy. For the Los Angeles Chargers, I had a D minus. 
Get out of here. What's going on with your season? You know, you regressed. 12 and 4 the year before. It regressed so bad. And I get part of that is Phillip Rivers is not who he once was. And they're parting Washed. ways. But they can't fill up a soccer stadium. It's just there's there's not a lot going for this franchise. They're about to take up rent in Stan Kroenke's building, which is also not a good look. So D minus for the Chargers. Jake? I have them at a D. Uh, pretty much for the same reasons. Uh, it, it, they should have never left San Diego. That was a silly, silly choice to try and go where the Rams were. And, uh, yeah, I'll give them a D. I'm a little nicer, so I gave them a D plus. I mean, there's not a whole lot to, not a whole lot great yeah. to say about the, what the Chargers did this year. It's because of Desmond King. That's why he gave him a D plus instead of a D. Still an all-pro. Uh, also, <laughs> uh, another reason to give him a D, uh, Melvin Gordon. <laughs> Yeah, yeah he, you know, I'm so glad fiasco. He, good job, he, good job, Melvin. You he fired your agent. Good call. You lost like two million dollars <laughs> once people did the math on that. He's like, I'm sorry, I'm firing my agent. To the Rams, Brandon, what do you got for the Rams? Uh, I'm probably giving him a little bit benefit of the doubt. I gave him a C plus. Was a pretty down year for the Rams, obviously missing the playoffs. But there's still a lot of talent on that team, and I think they'll be back. There's a lot of talent. That's why I gave them a C minus. Uh, they should have been fighting in the playoff race a little longer, in my opinion, for a team that was just in the Super Bowl, um, and not not the offensive explosion that we expected from a Sean McVay team. Their their so, old their their older offensive linemen finally caught up with. Them. Oh yeah, definitely. Think, you think definitely saw with Andrew. What's Whitworth. his name? Whitworth. Yeah, yeah. He's about almost forty. He, left tackle. he had a huge drop off yeah. season, and it did hurt them badly. I yeah, you're right about that. Uh, Jake, what did you have for the Rams? Uh, give him a D. Give him the D. Uh, simply because uh, Ron McVay was the first fraud of the week. Uh, I feel like he kind of regressed as a play caller. And I, if they, they finally came to their senses and realized that Todd Gurley is one of the best backs in the league and started to give him the rock more later in the season. But it's just a D, man. I, uh, disappointing team. D for disappointment. For Miami, a team that we thought might have been the disappointment of the season, I have them with an F. My first, I have two <gasps> Fs. Two Fs this is the first one because they couldn't even tank correctly. <laughs> That's what it comes down yeah, to. Yeah. You know, it's you can say, oh, they showed some promise. Well, you know, that wasn't what they were trying to do. So you didn't do anything correctly that you were trying to do this season, Miami. That's why you get an F from me. I gave him a D plus uh, because... While you, I feel like you are correct with the tanking, it was kind of weird because halfway through the season, we're like, hey, let's try to win some games. Uh, but I got to give him a D plus because <laughs> Fitz Magic, baby. Or Fitz Money, as you would say. Fitz Money Magic. <laughs> Straight to the bank. My, yeah, that's too much. Uh, I give him a D plus because they gave us the right champion. If they don't beat the Patriots... The Chiefs don't get the two seed. But the Patriots weren't going to beat anybody, man. Don't. No. <laughs> D-plus for beating the Patriots. We're almost to the Patriots. There you go. Brandon, you're up. I give Miami a C-plus. Oh, okay. C I like. Plus. He saw the light at the end of the tunnel. I like their coach. I think yeah, their I like coach. Too, yeah. To bring a team with, what, no talent? <laughs> yeah. Very, very little very NFL talent. Trading away good yeah, players. Their best, All of their, their best players. Yeah, Minka, Fitzpatrick. To, to, win, to win five yeah. games to... I was very impressed with Brian Flores. 
I'm surprised and they beat New England. Hard to disagree with they're your still, point. They're still, they're still got the five pick. Tua got hurt, so maybe Tua still land. They still are probably going to get their guy. Tua. So you win five games and you still get your guy. Not looking too bad. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely understand what you're but saying. Do you think there. they might have wanted Burrow over Tua? No, I think Tua's better better player at mm. at their at his peak. So to the Minnesota Vikings. The Minnesota Vikings. Jake, with your grade. C. I give him a C. I, I thought about giving him to a, a ten and six playoff team. I thought about giving him a B plus, but I give him a C because I, I they're what I they're just average to what I expected. I expected them to be a playoff team. I expected them to be a ten and six type team, nine and seven, ten and six in that area. And I do want to give them credit for beating the Saints, but I just I didn't they did not look. And I, I'm not trying to take away credit for what San Francisco did. But after that win, I feel like they kind of just blew their load on the Saints, ew. And uh, they, they, yeah, I just didn't feel like they showed up in San Fran. So C, average. Brandon, for the Vikings. I give them a B minus. I thought they did. From a Packers fan. They did what they were trying to do to start the season. They turned their offense around, featuring Dalvin Cook, you know, make it to the playoffs, win a playoff game in a tough division and a tough conference. That's a pretty good season for Minnesota. Yeah, I put them at a B. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons, they they kept moving along, and it, they did adapt uh, their offense a little bit throughout the season away from receivers demanding the ball you know, and handling that situation um, to staying in a very tight playoff race. Uh, they, they, they just – I don't know if they can make the jump to a, an A-grade level season with a quarterback like Kirk Cousins, but – We'll see. I gave him a B. Now, the Patriots. I think we might have some differing ones here. Brandon, what did you have for the Patriots? I gave New England a B. I mean, it was a disappointing year in New England standards, I guess. They went 12-4. and four, So, can't complain about a 12-4 season. <sighs> I feel like that's skewed, to be honest. Skewed. You don't think they sh- They didn't win 12 No, teams? they did. They did, but it was skewed because they went 0 and. 8-0 against losing teams. Like, it was their schedule. So a lot you should. Of teams. They bene- you should. Yeah, but they still benefited from their schedule more than And that. San Francisco went they the did. same They thing. started 8-0 and then went 4-4. Four and four. San Francisco didn't go 4-4 four and four at the end of the year. Oh, they went 5-3. and three. So much better. Uh, one more win, sir. <laughs> when they actually started playing real teams, they started losing. But anyway, that's beside the point. They get a B because it was a disappointing year for New England, but... New England's disappointing season is still a B. Yeah, so. I I have New England with a B plus, and I'm going to say it's because the cupboard was bare, um, and that's kind of what happened for them this season, and that's all there is to it. I stand by what I said. I think their the schedule is the ske- it was skewed. I think that well, uh, they step on the Dolphins and the Jets every year. Yeah, but they also it's it's what you said about the Lions too with the Dolphins. They always get one. It's always towards the end. Yeah. When a team doesn't care. Uh, but I, I do feel like there's something to say about that, starting out 8-0 and ending 4-4. Four and four. We want to give teams credit when they start 1-7 and seven and they finish 6-2. and two. I feel like we should talk about it on the flip side of saying you started 8-0 but finished 4-4. Four and four. And when they played legitimate teams like Baltimore and Houston, they ran into a buzzsaw. And that's I feel like it, it, they weren't a complete team, so i got to give them a C-. They were not a complete team. That's hot. They they didn't have talent. The and it, Brady threw 
even even Tom Brady didn't want to be there. I'm in the conspiracy. I'm gonna put on a twin foil hat here, tin foil radio. Uh, I feel like he wanted out of New England, and he threw that pick six intentionally. Oh Lord, I don't know. Look about at that, that one. play. Run the tape. We'll see. Run we'll the see. Tape. That was the easiest pick six in the history of football. Are you kidding me? A C minus, low grade from Jake for the I'm, Patriots. I'm harsh. We're on to New Orleans. The Saints. I have the Saints at an A minus. They got through Drew Brees' injury. A minus. Yeah, good okay. to on both sides of the ball. The big hiccup was, you know, the the game against the 49ers where nobody really took control. Oh, man. Good game though. That but, was that was like the Chiefs uh, Rams. But I have them at an A minus. A good season that didn't quite get it done for what we really expected from them. I give him a C. Uh, no, wow. No, don't. C doesn't mean negative. C means average. This is this. This is what I expected from the Saints. They finished thirteen and three. I expect them to be this good. The big reason they get a C is it's average now. It is average that they will lose in the Superdome in the playoffs to me. So I give him a C. Not not bad. I was thinking B minus to C in that area, but I got to give him a C because of the loss to Minnesota. And again, I'm not trying to take away from Minnesota. But they were lucky to even be in overtime in that game. Minnesota played so much better than New Orleans did. And, uh, yeah, I give them a C. C. Jeez, puberty. For average. C for average. Brandon. C doesn't mean bad. C's get degrees. C's get degrees. Yeah. Brandon, what did you have for the Saints? Uh, New Orleans had a B for basically the same reason as New England. Good season. Disappointing end. Again, you don't win a playoff game. You don't. You don't get an A for me. I do want to say I I do understand the uh, giving them props for the Teddy Bridgewater stuff. Brandon has a very consistent grading scale. You got to give him that. Down to I think we're going to spend a very short amount of time on the Giants. Four and twelve. I had him at a D plus. And here's why. Oh, I skipped you. That should have been your turn to start. Jake. D. Yeah. I my reasoning D for was Daniel Jones. There's there wasn't enough incremental. Like, gains from this season from last season. What did you improve? What did you say we're moving forward with this from the season before? Brandon, what did you see? Yeah, I got him at a D as well. I mean, there wasn't much positive that came out. I think Daniel Jones does look pretty good, but there's a lot. Of, they, they have a lot of work to do. To East Rutherford, New Jersey, Jake, the New York Jets, a 7-9 and nine season. D. Uh, I understand that uh, Sam Darnold got hurt, but uh, yeah, I gave him a D because I, sh- I I honestly went back and forth between D and C, where I was like C average. This is what <laughs> this is what I was expecting. Uh, they did show a lot of fight later in the season, but yeah, Adam and Adam Gase response to people any sort of criticism, "F you, I'm rich." Yeah. Yeah, I really want that as a coach. That's a that's a that's. I mean, that's an alpha. I mean, spot the lie. Yeah, uh, he is rich. Uh, I, I'm still baffled they even chose Adam Gase to begin with. Um, but yeah, D. Nothing special. From you, Brandon. I give the Jets a C. I thought Sam Darnold when he was playing, they were pretty good, like kind of what I expected. They ended the season with a record I would have expected. Going starting out one and five or whatever they did. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think that there is some talent on this team, and I think that they will improve from yeah. this. So, I give them a C for a respectable season. 
Uh, ditto, I had a C as well, pretty much for the same things. This is a team that um, is utilizing their new quarterback in a way that they think helps him develop, which you don't see every time across the league. And Adam Gase, I don't always agree with. I don't think he's always the best choice or best option for the job, but seems like we're seeing some improvement here, and I gave him a C as well. Brandon, what did you think from the Oakland, now Las Vegas, Raiders? I gave the Raiders a C plus for a lot of the same reasons I gave Miami a C plus with the team that didn't have a lot of talent. They traded away all their talent for draft picks. Still had a pretty respectable season from that standpoint. I called them a fraud a few times for their – they shouldn't have been a seven-win team, but they, they, they did win seven games, so you got to give them, give them respect for that. Yeah, good point. Um, I like this guy. That's, that's why I have them at a C-plus as well, for the same reason I have Indianapolis at a C-plus, a team that came through a tumultuous first half of the season to finish with a record better than what we thought they would have given their personal circumstances of what's going on in the front office where, you know – it feels like there might be one guy on the Raiders sta- uh, personnel that's safe for next year, and that's John Gruden. We know nothing else. So I, I give and him Josh a, Jacobs. Yeah, and Josh Jacobs for sure. Yeah, I'll, so I'll give him a C plus. What about you, Jake? I give him a D plus. Uh, they did surprise me at certain points of the season. I probably would have given him a C minus, but they booed Derek Carr. Uh, he's given everything for that franchise, and to boo them shows you the classlessness of their fans. And you know what? You deserve it, Oakland. You deserve to lose a football team. You suck, and therefore I give him a D plus. No, you know what? I should grade higher because they're in Las Vegas now. Yeah. No, but a D plus for all the same, uh, pretty much the same reasons as you guys. Um, I, I I thought there were spurts of they were. I, I honestly thought they were going to be eight and eight, and they were so close. Uh, there were parts where they looked like a, a really good football team, and then there's parts where, like Brandon said, they showed that uh, they didn't have all their talent there yet. They didn't have all the pieces in place. But there, there were bright spots, bright spots and um, a D plus. On to the 9-7 and seven Eagles. I have Philadelphia to C plus, And the reasoning for that is, you, you beat the Packers at Lambeau. Dallas is struggling. You need to take advantage of your situation. They have talent on the roster. Can um, can Carson Wentz stay healthy? You know, the Eagles are kind of in almost a flux position, which you don't want to be in the NFL, almost a limbo of, are we doing what we did last year, this year? Did it work enough to think we can improve again? So C+, plus because I don't know if the Eagles – know what they're doing because they're still trying to keep too many guys on the roster that have rings from two years ago. I was at C, and then I went C+, and I was going to stick with C+, for a while, but I moved up to B-, Woo! because I think the fact that they were able, and there are parts where they looked real bad, uh, but I was still impressed that they were able, and yes, they benefited from a bad division, but to go nine and seven, to still make the playoffs and overcome the litany of in, in, injuries that this team has had, I don't think they. And again, I don't want to always bring that in, you know, next man up. But they didn't have anybody receiving wise. I feel like at one point, I feel like the Cowboy was trying to catch footballs for him. It was a very depleted roster. So to even have them get to where they were, to to get to a wild card and and almost beat a very good Seattle team. 
I'll give him a B minus. I gave I gave I gave Philly a C plus. They're my only playoff team that didn't get a B at least because I mean it was the NFC East. The lowest playoff. I mean, team. that's that's why I'm like I don't know. I was going back and forth. They weren't. C+ they weren't necessarily. They didn't play great. They were under expectations. It wasn't really a great season, but they did make the playoffs, so they get a C plus. They beat the Packers. They did. Atlanta. I give them credit for that <laughs> on a Thursday night. Jake, what do you give Pittsburgh credit for? Eight and eight to finish. Uh, I give them a C plus. I I think that for the fact that they were even considering to be in the playoffs with Mason Rudolph at, when they had a guy named Duck as their quarterback. Duck, hey. And they and Duck slaps. Hey, that's what I mean. And I, I give credit to Mike Tomlin. He did a hell of a coaching job to get this team to 8 and 8 and almost in a playoff spot and I I think they overcame a lot and it goes back to the Philly thing. There was a lot of injuries. A lot of, I mean, you're you're down to a guy named Duck as your quarterback. So, I got to give him props, C+. Brandon from Pittsburgh, what'd you see? Yeah, I gave him a C. It wasn't a great season. Obviously, the Big Ben injury killed most of the momentum that they would have had. Did a good job for that circumstance, but you, I still I want to see more from Juju. That's the main reason. That's that's what I'm looking forward to next year. He's seeing what Juju can actually do. Wide receiver one looks. Yep. So, mm-hmm. but I gave him a C. I gave Pittsburgh a B minus because they did what. Um, what the Raiders couldn't do, what the Colts couldn't do, what the Jets couldn't do in not the best situations, and they got to 500, mm. you know. Uh, so that's why I gave them a B minus because they really rallied around a very strong defense in in a Pittsburgh fashion, and had not the worst season for what they could have done trading away their number one pick. Brandon, what did you see from our NFC Super Bowl contender, the San Francisco 49ers? I give the 49ers an A. They don't get an A-plus just because they lost the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah. It's that simple. I gave them an A as well. Mm. Strong season, you know. Yeah. N- not the best finish. Same. I mean, they they were <laughs> – it, it, They I think they lost – for two reasons. One, Kyle Shanahan is a coach. And two, <laughs> I'm sorry. There's just a pattern here. Two biggest comebacks, and he's a part of them. I'm just saying. Just saying. No, Kyle Shanahan is a, a good coach. I, like I was telling Brandon last week, you can't say he's a bad coach. He was still in those positions. He was still in the Super Bowl. So I'm never going to say that. But I think, yeah, it uh, they would have an A-plus if they won the Super Bowl. But they didn't, and I think they had a pretty solid season. People don't understand they are an extremely young football team. San Francisco is going to be good for a while. And uh, that was my big takeaway when Joey Bosa was crying. I kind of laughed. I'm like, oh, grow up, Joey Bosa. I was like, hey, he lost the Super Bowl. It's like, they're going to be back. He wanted to meet Trump. He really did. But uh, they'll be back. They're good. So A for the Niners. We'll see. Now, for Seattle, I had them at A- minus because they did very well this season from a statistical standpoint. Russell Wilson was a, an MVP candidate behind the far-and-away frontrunner of um, Lamar Jackson. But I saw an A- minus season from Seattle when you have to two, pick up two guys off the street in Week 16 to be your running backs, you know, you, yeah, and man. you still pull out it's wins. It's not just anybody. It's beast mode. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
in a SUV full of Skittles, Jake. What'd you see from Seattle? Uh, I guess Seattle B. Uh, I think that it, you know, what's funny it's almost interchangeable with them in the Niners. Uh, then that was what it was for the NFC West for a long time, and uh, I think they were the they like you said statistically Russell Wilson, um, excuse me Russell Wilson, if because I always mix him up with Westbrook. That's what I almost said. That's Russell Westbrook. Uh, if it weren't for Lamar's amazing season, I think Russ could have possibly won MVP. But, yeah, I, I think Seattle, solid B. And, uh, yeah. Yeah, I gave, him, I gave him a B plus, just like Houston, just like Baltimore. Right between what we did. Just <laughs> great, good season. Yeah, because you had eight He's minus. got a consistent grading system. Good season, but. I'm too harsh. Not the ultimate goal. Right, good point, good point. Now, good thing we're, we're starting with Jake here for Tampa Bay on a 7-9 and nine season. What did you see? I'm going to give him a C plus because I think there were spurts of a of – there's a lot of talent on this team, and there were spurts of really great moments, but it's, it's really – Jameis throwing 30 interceptions is unforgivable. And I was going to give him a D – but I bumped it up to a C plus because unlike the last two seasons, they didn't go five and eleven. They went seven and nine. I wanted them to go. I thought they could go eight and eight. They just couldn't quite do it. I think that there are some really bright spots on this team. They still need to work on their secondary. And I'm sorry, but Jameis is, and I he's not a franchise quarterback. The Bucks got to move on at some point. And um, like I said, how does how do, how does he award the Glazers for keeping him on for another season? He throws a pick six, like immediately, very day when they're like, "We're gonna keep Jameis." Gotta it, love it. Gotta love it. You hate to see it. You love it. If you're a Bucks fan, you hate to see it. You love to see it. I hate to see it. C plus. Brandon, what did you what did you see from Tampa Bay this year? Yeah, I gave him a C plus as well. I thought it was a pretty good season for Tampa Bay, considering where they've been. So. Very similar to Atlanta. They started two and five. I disagree with your I, I, I think Jameis Winston can be the starting quarterback on a pretty good team. When you have no 30 defense interceptions. You're right. When you have no defense, you have no defense. When you're the worst when you're the worst pass defense in the league, you're not gonna win a lot of games. So that's that's where the problem is. It's not on the offensive end. That's yeah, solid point. I have Tampa Bay at a D because I see them kind of in the no man's land of professional sports where this was the year, if you felt like retooling for what Bruce Arians wanted to do, this would have been the year to do it. This should have been your transition year where you could move forward because where are you now? You're 7-9, and nine, which is better. Two wins better than they were before, but, but where are you going to go? What talent can you get or get with picks from this team? You know, that, so I see them kind of in not the best spot moving They're forward. Jalen. We'll see. I hope but, they do. We'll even, we don't even know if they're going to keep Jameis around for – I really don't know, they're man. They're keeping him at the very least through this season. So he's going to be there in 2020. Who knows in 2021. How about for the Tennessee Titans, Brandon? What did you think from them this year? They get an A. They have Derrick Henry oh. running over everybody. AFC title game. And from 9-7 and seven to the AFC title game, you get an A. I like that. I gave him a B-plus – um, because ex- exceeding expectations, same reason I give the Packers a B plus. They 
won a playoff game, two playoff games, and Ryan Tannehill was statistically the best quarterback in the final six weeks of the season. You know, so Tennessee and Mike Vrabel have, have a high ceiling. I expect a lot. Uh, they get a very, very solid B plus. Uh, I give him B plus as well. I, I for the same reasons you guys for the same reasons that you guys gave him such a high grade, I did as well. Uh, I think they played ex- exceptionally well. This is a team that absolutely knew their identity going to the playoffs, and they played to their strengths. And uh, yeah, they they did far better than I expected. And you know, if it weren't for the Kansas City Chiefs, uh, they probably have a higher grade. But you know, B plus is a good thing for the Titans. I was thoroughly impressed with the coaching job by Mike Vrabel. So let's end this with the team that I would have had at the very end if we did this by grade. Washington Redskins would get a lower F than Miami. My two Fs, Miami and Washington. Washington... And not the F to pay respects. Had the worst... <laughs> yeah, no respect to Washington, <laughs> the R-words. Um, <laughs> it, 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 Horrible season. On the field, off the field, you fire your coach. Yeah, Adrian Peterson had an okay season, but you fire your coach. Your your rookie quarterback is on the sideline begging offensive linemen, what can I do for you to help me to help you to help me? <laughs> and and do off we have cancer. And off the field, we have them in litigation against a former player or current player that they told him, No, you don't have cancer, and his other doctor said, Yeah, you do. <laughs> This is the Redskins season. F. F. F with no respect. A hundred percent agree. Total F. Because of everything. It's just, it, I have to, you know, if anything, I'm consistent with my Fs. So let's see who got Fs. Atlanta. Didn't fire Dan Quinn. Cincinnati. F. Yeah, I had that take all year, and it just turned into nothing. F for Cincinnati, because they, they just gave up right away. F for the Browns, because they're the Browns. Uh, you know, F for Jacksonville because of their management. And I got to say consistent, F because the Redskins are one of the worst managed sports teams. Put the D.C. defenders in the XF, or in the NFL because clearly that f- the fans want the D.C. defenders over the freaking Redskins. Ugh, terrible, terrible, terrible. And we can say that name. It's not trademarked anymore, so... <laughs> Well, that was our F. report card. Oh, F. sorry, Brandon. <laughs> Did you have an F? He's working hard. I didn't over give. There. I didn't give them an F because I don't like giving Fs. I gave him a D minus. Yeah. He's such a good teacher. I gave him a D minus. So, so that's all I got to say about the D minus. The closest thing you would. Yeah. Right. I only give gave out two D minuses. Yeah. So. Well, if I'm grading on my scale, like it's like yeah, a teacher he, who really doesn't want. Hey, you to he fail. stuck to the curve, man. He stuck to the curve. Brandon had a good cur- grading curve. But that was our NFL report cards. Good job, guys. And we'll do our buy, sell, or hold again in the fall before the season. On to some awesome segments here. Let's blaze through these first. You hate to see it this week. You know, I'll, I, I kind of I, I went outside of sports this week. Yeah, both of them. I did. I did. And you hate to see it. The Academy Award losers, because they're actually the fans of the losers, because my my Twitter had no congratulations to the director of Parasite or Parasite oh as a movie. It was filled with people 
clamoring for why did Joker not get this? These people are horrible. Oh, 1917. It's just sore losers. They must not be sports fans. You hate to see hey, it. He can't. They can't win best foreign film and best pick. Shut up. You hate to see it. The the sadness. <laughs> Mine is uh, very serious. For New England fans, this is conjecture. Uh, no, he said he was going. He's going on the market. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But uh, Tom Brady is leaving the Pats. The dynasty. Looks like it might officially be over. If I'm correct, it was Robert Kraft that said the best financial move for us is for him to go to the market first. Tom Brady leaving the Pats. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. You really do, honestly. I don't. You do, though. Brandon, what do you got? My you hate to see it comes from the NBA. Oh, I hated to see this. (laughs) Portland Trailblazers, Utah Jazz. Dame. The, oh, the refs, the refs, happened? with conviction, stand by their Everyone horrible, had horrible blown call to cost the, the Blazers a game. It, it, was a, it was an uncalled, blatant goal 10 on Rudy Goldberg. Was uh, he, like, yanking the net at that point? Like, and, and, might as well and, and as the Blazers, Dame Lillard and McCollum go to the, go to the refs, and they're, and they're, with conviction, it was obviously not a foul. They come back after the game. The NBA says it's a goaltend. The refs say it's a goaltend. I mean, it's the two minute it's as obvious was not as, nice. It's as obvious as you get. You hate to see. You it. hate to see. You hate to see Dame being held back, so he's not hey. like getting in the refs' face. Doesn't matter. He's gonna perform at the All Star. You hate to see it. Now, Did you see that? Yeah, yeah, he is. Dame Dollar. Now we'll have our NFL weekly roundup of off season topics. A this few week, things. dude. It's XFL season. <laughs> we have the Philip Rivers hitting the open market, but you know that was cares? my. You hate to see it last week because Tom just retired. But it wasn't man. official yet. Now we take your nine kids and go live in Utah or something. We also have the Jaguars who just hired and fired Tom Coughlin have now hired T- Bob McAdoo as their quarterbacks coach, which you know he was n- called a quarterback whisperer before he was elevated to head coach. Or he should not have been. He he's going to be a great offensive coordinator again somewhere, you know. But I think he won't be a head coach again. Yeah. Outside of that, Eric Weddle retired. Who who's Eric Weddle? Is he a fall, Hall of Famer? Oh, really? He's got a lot of numbers, a lot of big numbers. Yeah, big ring. Did he? Was he's he part got, of the He's got Ravens one ring with the Ravens. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think he's like. A game-changing safety. I don't think he was like uh, you know Ed Reed or somebody like that. I I, I don't see that. I disagree. I don't think he's a Hall of Famer. And then the two bigger things from today: the Bengals are shopping Andy Dalton. What do we think of this? Is is there a market for Andy Dalton? I think it, I I it's it seems to be more of a respect thing. They don't want him going to the Bengals. Again, I mean, really, they want, ty- they want him. They tiger. want him. They want him to have a chance to to win. They want to maybe you know. But who would be interested? I don't know. Maybe the Chargers. Tampa, Jacob here seems to think Tampa Bay might want a new quarterback. Andy Dalton might might be an upgrade. Uh, the Red Rifle? You kidding me? You'd rather have. He's been in the. He's been in the playoffs before. You'd rather have LASIK Jameis, our final topic of the NFL roundup. I mean, Dalton wouldn't even need a helmet. He now, same color of hair as the jersey, right? I can't claim he already. He already does. I can't claim credit for this but i can't not say it that after his surgery 
Jameis Winston has 30-30 vision. <laughs> You're so funny. <laughs> oh, God. Joke's on you guys. He's going to throw like 70 touchdowns. That was the problem. 70 interceptions. I'll take it. Everything's perfectly balanced with him. You know, he he's the Thanos. He is of the definitely NFL. the Thanos of the NFL. We'll see if it helps him squinting or anything this season. I wish he would snap me out of existence. I don't <laughs> want to be a Bucks fan anymore. <laughs> Basic—that's the worst part. Any other player, not that big of a deal. But because it's Jameis who threw thirty interceptions, it's a big deal. It's yeah, funny. it is. I it's hate, it's big news. I hate Twitter and I hate you. <laughs> and we had the NBA this week's NBA off-court moment of the week. I didn't have this on here because I had completely forgotten Joel Embiid's Instagram post, shushing with a picture of him shushing the Philly crowd, and the caption is the Batman quote of "You either die a hero or live long enough to see yourself become the villain." Because the reports are that he and Ben Simmons greatly do not like each other. And it might be Embiid is the odd man out in that situation. And then Jimmy Butler comes in and comments on it, saying, I know a place where villains are welcome. Send him down. We'll gladly Freaking, take oh him. And, and, our, and our Heat fan can't get enough of it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I mean I'll, take a, I'll take a top five talent. I mean, <laughs> can't get any worse, right? Yeah. I just. Wow. Is... Joel Embiid to Miami this offseason would be a league-shifting move. I just can't handle it. I can't. This is why you like this league so much. Yeah. They're, such a, they're a bunch of babies. It's the they're millennials. It's the Gen Z league now. <laughs> oh, they don't like me. Nobody likes me. I'm a millionaire. Nobody likes Shut up, Joel Embiid. This is why people don't like you. Yeah. You go to Instagram. Well, like, I'm a villain. They had the trade deadline a lot went down. Um, Like Brandon's Heat. Made some moves. We did talk about that last week. Mm-hmm. Got Jimmy Butler. And I do want to talk about this, though, from last week's trade deadline. The Wolves made a trade for Carl Anthony Towns' quote-unquote basketball best friend, <laughs> D'Angelo Russell, who they've played together since AAU, if I'm not mistaken. From about the same town, so mm-hmm. I would have... And this not just freaked out people for these franchises, but Suns fans were freaking out because the trifecta of this youth friend trio is Devin Booker, who, if the Timberwolves could pull off that trade now in this offseason, if they would somehow have the money and picks to make that happen, I might have to be a Timberwolves fan. That'd be a wicked team to watch. I mean, no defense. They'd have to put up 150 a night, but... Oh, they they would be. They might put up 150. They would put up 150. You can't double team Devin Booker. Please don't. Just don't do it. He's gonna Stop ask. It. Don't don't double team him. And then him and D'Angelo Russell in a backcourt would be moving fast, man. That would be really fun to watch. But it's probably not gonna happen because there's no way the Suns. You will pry Devin Booker from the Suns' cold dead hands when he's a 28 year old unrestricted free agent for the first time. That is it. <laughs> You love to see it in the NBA. You love to <laughs> you see love the drama. To see it. I want to. I want to bring up the Miami Heat just for a little bit. Yeah, here he goes. <laughs> the Ig- Iggy Dalla was the big name guy that they picked up. Heating up with. Brandon. But I. But I love the Jay Crowder addition to the Miami Heat. He's a guy similar to Iggy, who can shoot a lot better. I mean, in his first two games, Crowder's averaging almost twenty points and ten rebounds, 
and two and a half steals for Miami off the bench. He's he's a great extra guy, you know. He yeah, played I, for Celtics for a few a, years. He's a big time he's gonna be big time help in the playoffs just like Iggy will be. I mean, they're they're not here for the regular season, they're here for the playoffs. Yeah, and the, a nice thing, not even with Iggy, but you can with Crowder, slide him in two, three, or four in a reserve role for ten minutes. And he can really still get you, you know, in ten minutes, he'll get you Six points in four rebounds with good defense and yeah. ball movement. You know, yeah. I, I, I'm I a like Crowder fan. Heck yeah. I like yeah. the move. Yeah, you know, the move that they weren't able to make, though, Gallinari. Yeah. I would have loved to see Gallinari. I mean, another, another... Thunder wouldn't do it, that's, though. That's the one... That's the one thing I've been wanting was another... Was a was a big man who could shoot. I wanted a, a Kelly Olynyk type that was a little bit... That was better. That's it, though. And, and, and Gall, Gallo was the perfect guy. So That's the biggest. I was, I, I was wanting either a Kevin Love type or a, or a Gallo type was what I was hoping for. That was the biggest confirmed rumor that fell through yeah. from last week's deadline was Gallinari to the Heat. And that's been heating up with Brandon. Heating up with Brandon. I like that. Podcast within a podcast. I like it. I like it. Well, we got to do something to replace Go Pack Go for right now. On to the fraud you of the week. Want to talk about the Celtics? Just getting dominated. Hey, hey, hey. We got two All Stars. <laughs> Gonna be just fine. We're gonna look right past that. Yeah, on to fraud of the week, and Jake, I want to save your fraud. You're gonna go last here. Okay. Brandon, we'll we'll get mine out of the way here. I guess. Why, did, why is this? Person, you know, I. This is not a political show. This is not a political show. Fraud of the week: Joe Biden choke job in the first two <laughs> states, finishing with like seven percent. Well, you're a dog-faced pony soldier, so you only you shut your mouth. <laughs> He basically dipped out of New Hampshire and skyped his is before it, they even got his the people. Votes. He realized how bad it was going to be and just went to the next state. Joe Biden fraud of the week. He got beaten by Amy Klobuchar <laughs> in New Hampshire. Not a good look, Brandon. It's almost a you hate to see it as it, well. It, oh, uh, do double you d- double dip on that? You, you hate. Yeah, my original fraud of the week was the NBA officials, but I, I decided to move it to you hate to see. You it. hate to see it because it, it could have been both. It, it could it, a lot of times it can be either. You know, very <laughs> distinct definitions here, but you sometimes it can be both. Brandon, what did you pick for fraud of the week then? I have Michigan State Spartans basketball as my fraud Ooh. of the week. Ooh, whoa, Izzo fraud. Preseason number one, we're no longer ranked. Yeah, lost three in a row. They finally got a win last night. Out of the top 25, they're the first preseason number one team ever. Correct. I saw that as well. To drop out of the top 25. They were a fraud last week. Big fraud. Big fraud. And bigger fraud, Jake. This hurts. This really hurts. Uh, you know, you got your victory lap earlier. Yeah, as we it's talk, only it's yeah, only fair. It was the highest of highs to start the show. Now it's the lowest of lows <laughs> to uh, come cl- to close the show. The Tampa Bay Vipers, frauds. We have come full circle. <laughs> we really have frauds. Three points. Stop you. You heard this one. You're before. rough on them. I mean, they haven't even played a game yet, so I don't know what you were expecting exactly. But <laughs> yeah. here's why they're frauds. Because they dared to give me optimism. He believed in the social media campaign. I believed. (laughs) First of all, I really believed in this league, and I still do. But uh, all this hype. I bought a t-shirt 
without even seeing the product on the field. That's how hype I was. And you frauded me. Stop me if you heard this one before, Paul. A Tampa Bay quarterback. A, <laughs> a Tampa Bay quarterback throws an interception in a pro football game. Stop, Stop me if you heard this one before. <laughs> Tampa Bay loses a pro football game. Stop me if you heard this before. Jake's pissed about the Tampa Bay team sucking. His which sport? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, how's your hockey team the doing? The Vipers right now? proving once again the only good team professionally is the Tampa Bay Lightning. Fraud. Vipers, you know, and it doesn't get easier. Let's jump into Paul's Fab Four. Plus one. We're just going to do four this week with the XFL, and we'll, we'll, we'll get back up to five. But we're restarting our numbers with picks and with the Fab Five. Minus one. Oh, uh, <laughs> shout out to the uh, XFL for having live. Uh, oh, I love that on the scoreboard. I loved in, during the DC game how the commentators were talking about the spread and how people how the people Vegas were getting ju- almost yeah. got it because the, the the field goal that got taken off the board because of the roughing the kicker. Yeah, and then they didn't score, and then they yeah, stayed, on, yeah. stayed on the under because the over the over under was fifty one and a half, and it was fifty. Was fifty one? We said take the unders and take the home teams. Yeah. Hey. <laughs> I was almost exactly right. Also, you right. can download the Play XFL app, which is an app that the league says it's it's authorized by the league, and they're like bet. They're all about betting now. That sports betting is the thing. They're like DraftKings, FanDuel. We'll even have our own betting app that you can have. So yeah, that's awesome. They but get it for the picks this week. It's I'm the going for you. It, it is. It is the league for me, and I'm going with the four favorites this week which is not all the home teams. First up, D.C. minus 5.5 hosting the Guardians, two teams that had strong showings, but it's D.C.'s environment that is the most strong in Week 1, I think, of all of the home environments. Combining that with back-to-back home games, they had a strong defense. I think that the defenders can cover 5.5. Also, I'd hate to bet this league because of the 9-point touchdowns. That you can yeah, get. yeah, it can swing so fast tampa bay at seattle going cross country after a fraudulent showing i'm taking seattle minus two and a half that's the easiest one taking my dragons for right now oh i also forgot to mention xfl news uh the championship game will be in houston thank you i was not aware of that Dallas Dallas is going to L.A., but they're four-and-a-half-point favorites, and I like Dallas. I also like Houston. The Texas teams are strong here. Houston is hosting St. Louis, who did get a win. Houston's eight-and-a-half-point favorites, but with nine-point touchdowns, you know. It's it's still very doable. Take the Roughnecks as well. Very soon. We're going to end with our picks on these four games. You just heard mine for the first one. I have D.C., the Defenders. How about you, Jake? Yeah, I, I would say D.C. I think this might be the game of the week because the Guardians the Defenders both looked very good in week one. They do. They did. So uh, I'm going to take D.C. as well. And Brandon? Yeah, I like D.C. as well. I like Cardell Jones. He looks strong. Yep. yep. Undefeated starter. Flipping it back around to you, Brandon. For the second game, Tampa Bay at Seattle. Breathing it's hard, fire. It's hard for me to pick a team 
that's coming off of a demoralizing loss, going across country to win a game on the road. I, I got Seattle. Twelfth man. Here's why I'm stupid. I'm taking the Vipers. Oh no. Hey, I, I mean they're frauds, but you know, that's why they're a fraud. They're convincing. Well, Jake, who do you have for Dallas at Los Angeles? I'm gonna take Renegades. The Renegades. That's who I have as well. Because and I think Landry Jones is coming back, and I think that's going to be the difference for them offensively. I think, he, you know, he I – mean, did he get more NFL time than Cardale Jones? I think, yeah. Probably. Probably because of injury. How about you, Brandon? Who do you got for Renegades, Wildcats? Yeah, I got Dallas. I'll take Dallas with their new and improved starting quarterback. <laughs> and not the Wildcats – New defensive coordinator. Yeah. <laughs> Final. Oh, I'm sorry. That's so sad. Uh, it is really sad. Final I game. I got Roughnecks minus eight and a half. Houston getting the win hosting St. Louis. Brandon, who you got for Battle Hawks? Take St. Louis. <gasps> Love it. Back to back. Back to back upsets to start the year, huh? Back to back road wins. I've got the Roughnecks. Roughnecks are, the, in my opinion, the heads and shoulders the best team in the league. I know it's rough to say after one game, but they are Roughnecks. We will, we will see who the, who the real good after, you know. Yeah, now they got the cobwebs out. Now that you know who's actually. You got a game and you got your, your two, all the teams that won are playing each other and all the teams that lost are playing each other. Yeah, I So we'll see who's the really good teams and who are the really bad teams. I want to see St. Louis league. play at home, yeah. you know. And there's a few other things we still need to see. No, you don't. Because every time I've offered. <laughs> I mean, I mean, see <laughs> on how TV, they play. On TV, at, how well they play at home. But St. Louis is on the road. But that is going to have to wait until after next week's episode. And until then, you can find us at, on Twitter at Loud Sports Pod, on Facebook, Loud Sports Podcast, on Instagram at Loud Sports Pod. For Brandon Plecker and Jake Williams, I'm Paul Rubidoux. We'll see you next week talking XFL, NBA off-court, and some on-court moments now that we're in that part of the season. And a lot of great other stuff on the Loud Sports Podcast. (laughs) 